Hello and welcome to the GX podcast, the world's first podcast focused on government services and their future. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to government excellence, government service design and delivery, GovTech, and citizen engagement. Join us for insightful interviews and conversations every month. Visit us online at gx.ae. Hello and welcome to this episode of the GX podcast. In this episode, I have with me Sim Sikut, who uh, was the uh, CIO of the government of Estonia. Sim, welcome to the GX podcast. Thank you, Ian. Now, Sim, we've talked before and we've interacted many times before. You frequently uh, worked with uh, the governments here in, in the UAE. Tell us what is happening in terms of the post-COVID world and how governments, you think, have reacted to what the last two years have, uh, have seen in terms of digital. It's weird, if I tell you, <laughs> in a sense that I think as funny as it is, to me it seems most governments are still only figuring it out, yeah. what last two years really meant and how to make some of the momentum that came from this in terms of going digital really last, right? So um, I, I was sort of feeling that in a way, lots of new stuff was done, innovations happened, I mean, because you had to, like, you know, had to deal with remote work, remote study, everything overnight. Um, but to now make the momentum of like, you know, whole of government change, I think that's only coming. So in a way, jury is a bit out there, if you ask me, yeah, uh, yeah. In, in what the long-term impact of that will be. But I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about uh, you know some some best practices maybe towards the future, right? You've done so much incredible work in in Estonia. You we work together on the GX Now document. Yes. We've done a bunch of things uh, for for our listeners and our viewers. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of different things, right? I want to talk about the the state of government services today, how services are delivered, what lessons have we learned, and going towards the future, um, uh, what can we see? Some of the things that we're hearing right now, to a huge extent, the metaverse uh, is buzzing, everybody's talking about the metaverse right. and services around the metaverse, which, you know, is great, uh, but the reality of things, do we, what do we need, how do we get there, and what can we do, right? You're, you also are partner in Digital Nation. Right. Tell us about a little bit about Digital Nation. Digital Nation is an expert network for digital advisory. Mm. We are um, combining some of the best, best and brightest from Estonia who've been building stuff up in our country and government, but also internationally like that and helping then uh, you know, other governments, other countries to really build uh, what we call future-ready digital societies. Yeah. So really helping to get the you know, journey moving and then really deliver on the visions. I think that's really a lot what we're after. Now, it's interesting that as always, is that so? There's a lot of buzz happening around buzzwords, literally, right? Mm-hmm. So the next cool things, the next sort of big and, and sort of uh, things that capture your imagination. But at the same time, there's so much hard work to be done, even with the yesterday's ideas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and with the stuff really making them happen across the government. So even if you know somebody's putting stuff into metaverse now, we see that in all governments, Estonia included, by the way, that you know you still have some processes. Even if some nominally are digital, are too yeah. cumbersome. Yeah. They don't need big data metaverse to become better. They need good design, good work, hard daily work on that. So it's like you always are running in two sort of, two sort of competitions or, or at once. Yeah. A marathon of systemic change and then the sprints of flash innovation. And they both have to be there. Yeah. But it can't be one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see it. I mean, you can't escape 
the buzzword soup. It just that's great. You know, innovation is somehow fueling all that. And it kicks you further. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. There's, it's all good. I have nothing against it. I, I want to talk about how should governments react to maybe uh, you know that topic again of service delivery. What can what changes can we see in service delivery maybe in the next few years? So here in the UAE, uh, the government has done a lot of different things. The government has, uh, let's say. The, the seven star rating program to rate service centers yeah. on how they deliver services. You have the GX program about trying to create a template for government excellence, government experience. Um, you have the GovTech awards, and we are here at the Gov World Government exactly. Summit right now looking at all these different things that have happened, not just in the UAE, but across the world. Uh, what do you think should be the next frontier for government service delivery? What should governments look at doing? To my mind, and I think you know, you and I have had this chat before, but is um, a lot of it has been about still somehow trying to make existing processes and works better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes trying to come up with something new as well. But fundamentally, what I would I would think should be happening and could be happening more and more is actually like the next stage being that we get rid of services. Yeah. More and yeah. more. I mean. That's been a lot of talk about being predictive, being proactive. I mean, uh, doing stuff that's in a seamless way, more automated, possibly, right? There have been attempts at this in different parts of the world, yeah. but perhaps not enough yet. Because if you think, if you if you ask really from my point of view, the focus on on government experience, a lot of it has, has been, and this is not a comment on UAE, but just generally, mm -hmm. has been on how do we really make the interaction smoother, nicer, yes. more convenient. Yeah, yeah. frictionless, but, right? Frictionless. Yeah. But why do we need the interaction at all? Yeah. And I think this is a lot where I would sort of hope a lot of the change would come from to say that let's actually do away with bureaucracy. And in that sense, change also the relationship with the people have with the government. Yeah. And so in Estonia, you know, Estonia has done a lot of amazing things. Did you, what kind of things are happening in, in Estonia as an example, when you look at future tech, you look at the next 10, 20 years, help us, help us understand what Estonia is thinking here. Well, in Estonia, um, we have always been a bit modest in a, in a sort of time horizon in a way, mm -hmm. and for good reasons. We very rarely, and we, I mean, like, as humans, we very rarely actually see you more than a few years. Yeah. It's, it pays to imagine and dream, but in a sort of realistic strategy scale, often a few years is, is max we go out there. I mean, if you just give an example, so personal story, like 2014, we were doing a national digital agenda, and we had a um, conscious discussion with, you know, gardeners, McKinsey's, whatever of the world, yeah. will AI be a thing to account for in our strategy? Yeah. Everybody said no. Three years later, it's a thing in our phones. Mm. <laughs> so my point being that in a way, you have to be very flexible. So we've been really fans of short term, but very agile and like, like, like rolling updated strategies in Estonia. Yeah. And this is to say that what will be in 10, 20 years, we don't really know. Yeah. But we know what, what we're sort of building out for, with a bit of, let's say, what's the direction we're building out in the next few. Again, making stuff invisible. Uh, Technology-wise, a lot of it is, is revolves around AI. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think Estonian government some of my ex-colleagues are here to get a prize for some of the work they've been doing with virtual assistants now. Yeah. So these sort of things have been put in place, but they all really follow the same sort of premise that let's try to really get services out of the way for people. Yeah. And in a, in a way, I mean, bureaucratic transactional services. Yeah. And in a way, that means that then the government can really focus their effort on providing a better service where people actually need us. Which is, you know, really like, you know, when they have, you know, special cases, when they have, you know, assistance they need, advice they need, whatever like that. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the technology areas that we possibly see 
as being very relevant for governments in the next 10 is 10 years a good time frame? Ten well, years, I mean, right? I think it's just good to dream, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look, if, if, if you look a few exactly like we at least in Estonia, we were banking on a few things. AI being the biggest in a way. Yeah. But, but go on. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm doing a 10 year because governments tend to take that much amount of time at least, you know, a few years before they recognize the need. Fair and enough. Deployed it. So 10 years. We've got here. Here are the technologies. You've got AI, you've got blockchain, you have, yes, metaverse happening right now. You have, you know, even analytics. Are governments using the full power no, no. of data and data analytics no, and I mean, utilizing that? No, but look, don't even go that far. I mean, uh, a lot of the governments, us, we're still not even in cloud yet, right, mm -hmm. fully. Mm -hmm. uh, we are not even on mobile yet fully. I mean, so the, and I mean, this is not just governments. I mean, these big organizations, same thing. Yeah. So it's, it's not just the public sector is to blame, right? I mean, there's dynamics of change that, and transformation that take time. But um, I think from my own view, at least from Estonian point of view, we've been always very conscious to say that we have to choose a bit because we can't do it all, mm -hmm. right? So we have been really banking on AI the most because uh, see a lot of the premise for Estonian digital transformation has been to be more effective as, you know, with the small resource pool we have. So AI unlocks the next levels of effectiveness in many ways. More optimized delivery, I mean, you know, you, you can name it. So beyond that, what has been our approach is to say that even if you don't know the exact next, next technology, uh, we don't know when it's going to hit, but how do we create our government to be nimble enough to keep experimenting, mm -hmm. to basically keep a finger on the pulse, mm -hmm. And then if stuff starts emerging, then really mobilize fast yeah. to then utilize it. Yeah. So I think AI was a good example of that. So when we realized it's becoming a thing, we immediately mobilized to then actually start scaling it or you know, build up a critical mass and then scale it in the government. So in a complicated way, I'm saying we don't want to bet on a technology. We want to bet on our readiness mm -hmm. to go with whatever technology is actually coming. And that's a different ball game, harder ball game. Mm. But I would, I would assume that's in a way perhaps makes you more future ready. Yeah. Do you have any specific areas that you like within AI for government? Is it machine learning? Is it voice recognition? Is it NLP? What, what can you tell our listeners and viewers? The, the stuff that we, we see radical change with is actually a combination of um, you know, what assistants and bots do mm -hmm. uh, with also voice uh, and so your NLP going behind there, right? Yep. So really believing that you know, virtual assistants, the series and, yep. and Google assistants, whatever, stuff in your phone, fridge, car, they will be the interface to get all government information and services, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so that's, for example, uh, where we're really, really uh, bullish on. Secondly, um, a lot of it comes down to even the simplest things, like you know, op detecting uh, patterns from text, yeah. right? Yeah. Massive amounts of text. I mean, you know, training machines for that. So there's so many. There's low-hanging fruits even uh, where we have seen the sort of benefits happen like that. And uh, literally, it's. Uh, it's machine learning you know, in all different areas that basically you have inputs for, optimizing from that. Yeah, absolutely. Now you have been government CIO in Estonia for, for many years. Yes. You have done it, you have <laughs> battled, you have succeeded. And I'm sure you've had your challenges and you know, times when, when, when you really would try and find what to do, right? But also leverage your team, rely on your team. I want to talk more about some of the things you did to build a team, mm -hmm. to have the right mindset, because you mentioned something earlier, and it's having the right mindset, the right attitude towards success, right? That experimentation, yeah. it's, it's, it's a culture for, for an organization to have that culture, because you may give 
all the tools to an entity, whether it's a government or a private sector, but if, but if the culture doesn't exist to experiment, nobody's going to use those tools, right? They will just right. rot. What did you do, or what, what advice do you have? How, do, how can governments create that culture? Well, that, something that I've picked up from somebody, I can't quote you whom now anymore, but uh, is to say that I really believe that culture is something that emerges out of practice. It emerges how you do things. So what, what I saw a lot of my role as a government CIO, or let's say a digital leader in the government, to also then use my own team exactly to, to do stuff differently. Right? Be more experimental in, in the stuff that we do. Um, go live fast, iterate. I mean, the sort of startup sort of ways, bringing a bit of that sort of practice to the government and the, how we worked with the team, with our initiatives in a way. So basically changing the practice and the routines creates then the culture stuff and you know, a habit of sorts. And, and I say this not only mm, because that's somehow my, um, my great innovation. No, I mean, uh, last year I spoke about sort of, you know, 20 remarkable digital government leaders from around the world um, for a book project. And so this is actually a theme that keeps echoing itself. So they really you know, work on delivery with a team by changing how, what the team works and how it sort of attacks problems even, right? How does it think about problems? And so, and through that then the culture changes and emerges and hopefully a culture that also will stick in the end. Yeah, yeah. So my long story short, you want to change the culture and mindset, change how you do stuff. Change how you daily do stuff. Mm-hmm. What about risk? Would, would, you, would you do things that were uh, risky? Uh, of course, with, with certain limitations, but how did you push your teams and people, you know, Estonia is known for innovation. I, I'm just trying to get that, that DNA of right. that innovation. How can, we, how can we give all our listeners from government services that, that kind of that insight on that DNA? What is needed? What already my successor sort of taught me, sorry, uh, my predecessors taught me, uh, was to say that Estonia has always been keen on, like, you know, it was an engineering mindset to, yeah. to figure out how to make stuff work. There's always reasons why stuff can't work or, you know, it's not possible, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, risk being among them, for example. Um, but if you focus on how, so, I mean, if we launch the residency to the world, right, um, you know, anybody in the world can apply, become virtually Estonian, so to speak. Um, there's many, many risks involved, potentially. But we sort of push the government to say, but hey, look, how do we manage them? And then we figure out some solutions. Or online voting the same way. So by focusing on how to manage the potential, you know, fraud or, you know, voter manipulation, we came up with a solution. So the focus on the how, and that again is like a mindset and practice thing behind that in a way, has been a lot how to deal with the risk. Secondly, um, we've always been very conscious that risks are there, right? So you have to manage for them in a way. And, and so that is why, for example, in Estonia, we've been always having like a yin and yang between going digital and building up cyber excellence, cyber security excellence and privacy excellence, for example, because that enables you to be digital. And even all the way to, for example, that in Estonia, government CIO is also the government chief information security officer. Yeah. So we combine the sort of yins and yangs into the same portfolio for that same matter. So my point being that risks you have to manage for, but if you do manage them, they're not showstoppers. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you have a new book coming up. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, exactly. In just a few months, uh, the same thing that I mentioned, that uh, the interviews and, and stories, really, of uh, 20 remarkable digital government leaders from around the world are now assembled together, and they really tell their story, how to start, manage, lead, sometimes fail, 
uh, on whole of government digital transformations. Yeah. So what are the sort of the leadership and, and management lessons from there? And, uh, and it's by the way, not just for the leaders. I think everyone in this business yeah. <laughs> uh, can pick up quite a few tricks from there. Absolutely. Well, Sim, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ian. Uh, I'm talking to uh, Sim Seafood, ex-CIO of uh, Government of Estonia, author of a new book coming out in the middle of this year on uh, digital... Uh, government excellence. Government excellence, and I think uh, it, I'm sure it's available on pre-order. Yes. So get that book. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and also partner of um, Digital Nation. I love the fact that you're doing this template, the Estonian template is now available, that's what you're doing. The, and the template of excellence is available for people. Exactly, and not just Estonia, but combining bits and pieces yeah. elsewhere as well, because nobody has it perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much. Sim. Thank you. Uh, have a great time at the World Government Summit here at GX Talks, and thank you for your support and uh, the conversation. Thank you. Thank you, my take friend. Care. Thank you so much, and take care, folks.